toleration be the love before pride and exaltation be the love be the love you are listening to be the love transcending through the shadows into a higher state of consciousness we are souls on the journey opening up the conversation to heal awaken and connect ourselves and the planet to a higher vibration of love frequency it starts with you everything you need is within you this is your time i am stacy musial and i am sam fernandez and we are your co-hosts at be the love podcast thank you for tuning in and ascending with us hop on board the ascension bus this is adrian elise of the Supernova Soul Tribe. This is Nicholas David Mann. This is Mia Tarduno. This is Brenda Carey from Sacred Path Healing Yoga and Reiki. Hi, my name's Steve Nobel. Here I am with Stacy and Sam on Be The Love Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Be The Love, Transcending Through the Shadows. I am Stacy Musial. And I am Sam Fernandez. And we are your co-hosts and souls on the journey. And thank you so much for tuning in this week with us. And if you've enjoyed listening to our show, we would be so grateful for a five-star written review on iTunes. Reviews really help the show become more visible and spread the word to others. If it feels safe for you, I'd like to begin to invite you to take a moment to get centered with us. I'd like to begin to by inviting you to take a beautiful cleansing breath in through your nose and out of your mouth, releasing anything that is keeping you from being present in this now moment. And take another deep breath in through your nose, breathing in love, calm, peaceful energy, and breathing out anything you are ready to release. And take one more breath in through your nose, breathing in light and love for yourself and breathing out that light and love and sending it back to all of humanity. And remember that you always, always have your breath to come back to. Today we have Dana Parker. Dana is a highly qualified life coach and with over a decade of experience in coaching thousands of clients all over the world. She specializes in navigating life change with emotional intelligence. She has experience in spreading emotional education as a spiritual practice, specifically through her development of educational materials, public speaking, and her work as a thought leader. She is the voice of the inner world movement and always looks forward to speaking engagements, online courses, retreats, and more. So thank you so much for being here today with us, Dana. Hi, I'm so excited to be with you both. Thank you so much for having me. I'm grateful. Absolutely. We're excited to have this conversation today as well. And so first, I'd like to just hear a little bit about what got you down, um, started down your path and where to where you are now. Yes. Well, this journey of mine started, um, the main portion started 12 years ago, uh, where I was 23 years old, and I had two little boys and 
um, and I had been keeping a secret for a really long time. And the secret uh, I had buried was that of sexual abuse that I experienced in my childhood. And um, nobody knew about it. And I stopped it and I just kept it in. I, I didn't understand the importance of healing through that and talking through those things and, and resources, you know, to work through those things. So, um, but at 23, I started actually talking about it. And uh, I think per usual for our minds and bodies, my mind then opened up to uh, just opening up all of those emotions. And it was almost like a dam inside me that I had been, um, you know, putting everything in broke open. And I was living day to day with my emotions just driving. It's like they were driving the whole show. And one minute I'm fine, the next minute I'm not. And I'm, I, I don't want to be touched and, and I'm having flashbacks. And so it felt uh, really out of control. And so that kind of pain coming up that hadn't been, you know, addressed or looked at um, really causes a lot of us to start looking for tools. And I started looking for resources and tools, just following my heart to where I felt guided. And it started me on my journey in personal development. I started learning the power of the brain, the power of the mind, and how uh, impactful experiences, we make meaning of them as children. And then we carry those programs and ideas throughout our life and they affect us. And so I started to recognize and realize that I'm not the thoughts I think or emotions I feel. They're my greatest teachers. And so that began my journey. And um, for me, once I learn something that works for me, that, that I love, I cannot help but share it. I just want to share it with everyone. And so I, I, along in tandem with my healing, I, I decided to start teaching. And I found a company and made my way into this uh, beautiful company that helps people with goal setting and, and understanding their limiting beliefs and, and reprogramming those things. So that was uh, the beginning of that journey. And I caught fire and it's just never gone out. So I kept going and, you know, just like any healing journey, it's an intuitive process and one that you don't know the time frame for. So I just stayed committed and um, worked through and on, along my way, just helped uplift people and, and share my message and share hope that um, we're all in this together. So it's been such an amazing journey. Mm. Wow, thank you so much for sharing that. That sounds like quite the journey and just, you know, example of how your pain has really catapulted into your purpose, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. Ah. you know, it's so fulfilling when you make meaning of, okay, I went through this so that I can help other people, so I can be with them, so I can empathize and be, to me, I, I'm all about love and connection. That is like the, my number one driver. And so to be able to be with somebody in their pain and in in the deepest moments of, of hurt. It, it's so sacred. It's some of the most sacred space I've ever experienced with other humans. And I, I just, I feel honored to be able to participate there with people and to sit with them in it and to love them in it and to love them through it. And it's just, it, it drives me. It's beautiful. You know, I, uh, yeah, I, I love that. And I love how, how emotional you got when you were, when you were talking about that. Cause, um, you know, I mean, I think, uh, people that are in, you know, some type of healing modality has lived that trauma before, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, you know, we always have a, a, a choice of, of where to go. Now, most of the time that trauma that we experience was not self-created, you right. know, usually it happens in 
childhood or in you know vulnerable times in our lives yeah. right um but as we grow older you know we have the choice on what do we want to do with that trauma? Mm -hmm. you know do we want to stuff it down inside until it you know explodes you know do we right. want to just ignore it completely do we want to you know feed into the you know the the negative uh, aspects of trauma or something mm -hmm. or do we you know shift that into light do we create yeah. something beautiful out of the trauma, you know, like uh, Thich Nhat Hanh says, you know, no mud, no lotus, mm -hmm. you know, so, and I just, I, I, I love when we talk to people and they have these, these stories of, you know, all this, um, you know, like me, like I, I, I was a child of abuse as well, mm -hmm. um, but they have these, these stories and, you know, the story, then the story ends with, but I love helping people and I yeah. love, you know, and, uh, <laughs> when I'm able to sit with somebody and they, and they're just, they're vulnerable and they're comfortable and they feel safe enough to just start crying, mm -hmm. start crying and, and start that mm -hmm. healing process, you know? Yeah. And I love it when, uh, when, you know, people such as yourself can turn that into a career. Like that's, you know, that's a total life's path. Yeah. You know? And it's just, I don't know. It, it, it makes me, you know, just kind of, you know, perma, perma grin yeah, with, uh, yeah. with things like that. And it's, it's very inspirational, I think, to a lot of people that are might be, you know, neck deep in that trauma right now and feel mm -hmm. that there's no way out. You know, mm -hmm. you are a perfect example. Stacy is a perfect example. I'm a perfect example. Yeah. There is a way out. You mm -hmm. know, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. There you know? is. So I, I just, um, you know, I find that amazing. And 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 then I, I love just hearing stories about how, you know, that we we came to where we are now. Um, and I know that you said, you know, you love working with clients. You love just, you know, having that sacred space and holding that sacred space for mm -hmm. them. Can you tell us a little bit more, Dana, about the type of work that you do with clients and the certain modalities uh, that you do draw from? Yeah. So what's been so fun about what what I do is is it's not just like one program that I learned or one modality. It's a combination. And I think that's been the most exciting part about my own healing journey is I've learned and I've implemented in my own life. And, and I was talking to Stacy about this. I believe in walking my talk as a, as a life coach, as a hypnotist, as a, as a Reiki master, like I am doing my work. And, and I love that. It's actually gotten to the point now where I'm like, I love this. It's so fun. <laughs> and it's so painful. And I could be crying, but also my soul is deeply fulfilled. Like, because I'm allowing the emotion, I'm allowing the pain, I'm allowing the, all of the stuff, you know, the last three years have been some of the hardest of my life. And because of the tools that I had, because I'm allowing, my soul is deeply fulfilled. I call it soul fulfilling. It's soul fulfilling, <laughs> allowing all the emotion because I'm having a full human experience. And so um, what's beautiful working with clients is that's where my passion comes from is I, if I can do it, anyone can do it. And so we, you know, getting together with clients, I like to learn a lot. Usually the first session, I take time to learn about who they are, what they're wanting to, to have in their life. What is it that they feel like is missing that they want? Uh, maybe an area they want healing in. I like to learn about their background. Their background is going to give me lots of clues towards, you know, the deeper, roots of of what the the surface issues are and so it's such an intuitive process um 
a lot of times when I'm talking to somebody and they're telling me their story, I'll, I'll skip these hits. Like that feels like a past life thing. That feels like a generational thing. Let's tune into that. That feels like a personal experience you had from something in your childhood. So I'll take notes on all those things and then we'll cover. I really believe that a lot of us, we're carrying not only our personal stuff, but we're carrying cultural, our culture that we grew up in, cultural uh, ideas. Uh, especially uh, I've noticed that for me a lot is the, the womanhood, being a woman. There's been a lot of that stuff coming up for a lot of women, actually all over the world uh, at the same time. It's been fascinating as I've been coaching people. Um, so there's our personal, there's cultural, there's generational patterns that, that are like family traditions passed down mm -hmm. of certain ideas. Um, and then there's things that we can get through religion that I've noticed that, that a lot of people, especially here in Utah, religion is a huge part of the culture here. So that's something I, I like to address with a lot of clients here too. So I, I like to take the full approach to all these different areas because what's interesting is when we have reoccurring patterns, a lot of times we'll look at our personal stuff, but it, but it could be generational. It could be past life stuff that is like calling for that love and healing, you know? And so looking at all of those things as a, a whole approach to me is one of the things that I personally love the most. And it's, it's the approach I like to take because it's been the most freeing for me, like completely freeing me of, of certain things. Like sexual abuse is a generational, huge generational pattern. And so addressing those things uh, generationally is helping me because personally, I've done so much inner work personally, but then addressing those other areas, it's been more, it's cleaned up faster. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. And it sounds like also, um, you know, I'm wondering if you've noticed that as you're doing the inner work, the clients you're attracting are also maybe having similar issues and you're both kind of maybe cleaning up the same types of things oh, at the same time do you do you notice oh. that as a pattern do you know i i love when this happens and and i think it's so beautiful because we're all so connected and that's the beauty of being a healer that's the beauty of of the work that we all do is as the healing comes through me as the words come out me it's like it benefits and, and heals me but also the person in front of me it's mm -hmm. this win-win beautiful synergistic mm -hmm. healing experience I actually um, just a couple weeks ago had a really interesting generational healing with a good friend of mine that's connected to a community of people that I, I've always felt kind of close to and I didn't know why and we did this healing together in hypnosis brought in all the generations and um, we we're doing a lot of beautiful work and it was interesting because my whole body started tingling and I was experiencing healing. And it's, it's almost as if like, there's a part of me having an experience in that community of people or something is happening mm -hmm. where I'm so connected to that community, but doing this with this beautiful woman was, uh, was directly, directly healing me too. Mm -hmm. And so I, I love and give gratitude for those moments because it's such a win-win experience. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. That sounds really beautiful. And it sounds like it would really just impact them as well as, you know, you're doing the healing work and clearing what's coming up for you. And yeah. Um, so I'm curious too, if you can like tell us a little bit about the work that you do with Ho'oponopono. I know um, yeah. talked about that and, and how that can be used for that personal generational and past life healing. Yes. 
I love Ho'oponopono because I think it's such a simple, uh, simple way to go about um, continually putting out healing to those different parts that are calling for that. And so uh, those different parts of us that feel, you know, that are calling for love and healing. So um, the version of Ho'oponopono today, though, I just want to make sure and note, this is more of a modernized version. Um, there are like the, the foundation of Ho'oponopono, you can look up online, um, and it's kind of become moder modernized over the years. And this is the modernized version that I've learned um, came from Dr. Hugh Len. That's when things kind of started to go big is when he um, took this idea of Ho'oponopono and applied it to um, a, uh, a group of criminally insane individuals. And he helped heal the whole ward of individuals without ever meeting them and uh, through Ho'oponopono. And Ho'oponopono is really a, a, to me, it's like ultimate accountability that we're all connected, that our projections and how we see people, how we view people, um, there are things that, that that will show us that are calling for love and healing within us. For, you know, for example, a lot of these things you know, he was looking within saying, what are my judgments of these people in this criminally insane ward? That's a level of accountability most people don't go to. What are my judgments? What does it mean about me? Mm -hmm. How would I judge myself if I was one of them? Mm -hmm. And forgiving those judgments of yourself. I think that's the part of Ho'oponopono that sometimes we, we don't fully grasp. You know, it's, it's, um, <clears throat> it's a high level of accountability that everything and everyone around you that shows up, that brings up emotions, those are things that, that are calling for your attention, mm -hmm. calling for uh, these, these four phrases, right? In Ho'oponopono that says, please forgive me. I'm sorry. Thank you. I love you. And to me, one of the most important parts is not just the lip service, right? This is just such a small portion of our communication. We're finding that actual emotions rewire the brain. Mm -hmm. And so bringing in as much emotion as you can into those words, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for judging myself. If I were one of those people, I'm sorry that, that I would judge myself saying I'm a bad person. And, and I, you know, some people would even go into, I'm going to hell and, and I'm terrible and, and I'm not worthy. And there's just so many emotions that can come from um, our judgments. And really our judgments, right, are just our judgments of ourselves if we were that individual. And so going into that and, and bringing in that true, genuine emotion as much as possible to me is key in Ho'oponopono and, and using this as a practice. And so, you know, that's the, on the personal level. Now, um, for those of you that, that do, you know, past life work or um, generational work, uh, those kinds of things, you can also bring uh, these words in and project them to those lifetimes. Project that love, that um, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, I love you. You know, to me, I like to just sit in those, those feelings for that lifetime that I've, I've felt into, that past life experience that I've had. And it's really just, just to me, also like self-compassion for all the life experiences we've had. Cause we've had good lives and we've had kind of crazy ones and, and everywhere in between. And we've all had lots of different experiences. 
And so sending love to those places, I actually believe there's no such thing as time. And so you literally could help yourself in that lifetime from here right now in this moment. And that's, that's beautiful to think about this more maybe consciously aware you is sending love and support and healing and forgiveness to another version of you that's beautiful and and mm-hmm. to me i've i've gone through and really wrapped up some things in other past lives wrapped up whole past lives with ho'oponopono just it's like sending it i take five minutes or less send those words and i like to see it going through a gold light personally mm-hmm. because they that's enjoyable to me so seeing it going to a gold light into that lifetime and every life that I touched there. And so holistically sending that, healing that, and then wrapping those things up and then giving gratitude for that experience and keeping the wisdom. So it's beautiful. Really beautiful. And so I, yeah, I've personally used Ho'oponopono many, many times and it's shifted a lot of things in my own life. Um, one of the things that I tend to do is, um, we'll tune into the emotion of, I think that's, that's really key too, is that emotional piece, like tuning into the, the, the gratitude, you know, those feelings of, you know, what that is. But then I also find that, um, tuning into, so if there's an, a situation in front of me that I'm dealing with and it's bringing up a lot of those deep emotions and recognizing that this person is in front of me and they're just a mirror. There's just a mirror oh, reflecting no. back to me what <laughs> I really need to heal because we are, um, what, what are, we experience the world as we are. Right. Mm-hmm. And so those experiences will start to come up. And so if I start to feel something deeper, um, maybe it's, you know, insecurity or, uh, even sometimes shame or guilt or, you know, something along those lines that I see creeping back in, you know, I will go into that, that feeling and with self-compassion and then say those four Mm -hmm. phrases. So I think it's important to also feel that emotion and then bring in the Ho'oponopono. I mean, I've, that's just been my experience on how that's worked for me. Yes. When they say gratitude opens the heart, you know, and the heart is the gateway to the soul. Mm-hmm. And so opening up that space, I love that you do that because you're opening up your heart and then you're saying, okay, these are the things I'm receiving. I'm receiving healing on these things. Mm-hmm. And that's such a beautiful gateway for just that full healing experience. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, being in maybe a situation with someone else with maybe there's like, you know, anger or miscommunication or something, and then sending that to that person or sending mm-hmm. it to myself essentially, but with that mm-hmm. person, you know, I've seen just the changes of, you know, the next thing I know, this person's calling me and we're like, things are good. The energy has shifted. Um, right. So I'm wondering um, if you can speak to maybe some of your experiences with what you've seen as far as healing with your clients or even yourself or what you yeah yes no I really do I think that there's some really key things here that I would love to share that I've learned Mm -hmm. um, especially through really hard experiences you know as somebody who's really driven by love and connection and I'm just a wholehearted open-hearted all-in kind of girl and so I love big and Mm -hmm. 
it puts me in a space where I actually can hurt big, really big too. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, what's really interesting about me is, is, you know, the last three years have been full of a lot of betrayal, a lot of feelings of betrayal and deep hurts that I think are going to take time to heal. And um, one of the things that, that I found is with all these tools and these understandings is, is um, I would get to the space where I'm feeling so much emotion, personally, those hurts and those pains. And then all of a sudden I find myself going to they've never they've never done this before it's messy it's okay they're doing their best they don't have the tools i'm going to the space of of compassion and it actually overrides the flow out of my own emotion i thought it was a fascinating experience and so what i like to tell people in this process um is it, it's really important to send that ho'oponopono to you mm-hmm. to validate the hurt, to validate the pain, to validate your experience, because that's where your own personal healing is going to be. That's where you actually will get to eventually, um, especially with really deep wounds, you really will genuinely be able to say, um, please forgive me. I'm sorry. Thank you. I love you Mm -hmm. to that experience with that person. Mm -hmm. And so I think sending that to that person is so valuable. But I, those listening that maybe are quick to jump to that because it's the good thing to do, it's, it's the more spiritual thing to do or the right thing, right? Mm-hmm. Take time for you. Mm-hmm. Take time to really soak you in the Ho'oponopono practice and, and then send that to other people when it feels right and ready. And it might, who knows how long it'll take. Every person's different. That's what I'm finding. It's just like forgiveness. Forgiveness, you know, through the sexual abuse experiences that I had, and I, I had several over many years and several different people, that took time. Forgiveness, you know, I remember the day I chose forgiveness. And every day after that, I had to re choose in, choose in, choose in, and stay committed. And I could still stay in a space of I'm forgiving and feel angry mm-hmm. and hurt and sad and and completely betrayed and pain i can all of those things matter just because you feel those negative emotions doesn't mean you haven't forgiven no they go hand in hand Mm -hmm. and recommitting back to i will always end up in that space of forgiveness is the most valuable and the best thing you could do for yourself in your journey Mm so utilizing that i i can give you one example if you'd like Sure. I utilized this with, um, so my ex-husband, his, his mother, um, I, it, we always just kind of struggled to connect. And it was one of those things that, that felt painful to me. And, um, and so there was a time frame in which um, every day I was utilizing these things, utilizing that looking within right? Looking within, okay, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. Okay, what are the things that are coming up for me? What do I feel like this means about me when this, when we don't connect, you know, taking that accountability, right? For my own energy that I'm bringing to that relationship. As I did this every day, I was writing down a few things that I, I really did respect or love about her. 
And as I utilized this process um, for the first time in our relationship, I got an email within probably three weeks of starting this process. I got an email where for the first time she said, I love you. Mm-hmm. And it was a really beautiful moment to me to re- recognize that we're all so connected. Mm-hmm. I never actually physically said anything to her. Mm-hmm. I just was working within me to heal the energy that I'm bringing to that relationship. And it was really empowering for me because it was one of the first ahas of, wow, I, I think this really does work. I think this inner work is changing what's, who and how they show up outside of me. Mm-hmm. And it was really, really beautiful to see that, that process. And, you know, something that I'm definitely utilizing now through the, the Hearts of Betrayals that, I, that I've experienced the last couple of years. So mm. I love I think that's a very, yeah, I think that's a very, uh, that was a very beautiful story and a very just um, really just uh, simple and just beautiful way of kind of explaining the whole process, you know, kind of from beginning to end. Um, one thing real quick that I wanted to point out, though, uh, for everybody who's listening. So Dana actually works with Brett Satterfield, who we interviewed mm-hmm. not too long ago. And mm-hmm. one thing I noticed right off the bat is that Brett's energy is like super just like chill and chill. like, and then I and I think I, I think our listeners might be able to feel it. But Dana's energy, you could just feel like it's just <laughs> boom, you know, and and uh, and that's so awesome. That just, you know, it's it's, it's so cool when you when you have, you know, um, not so much polar opposites of energy working together, but you have this really calm, mellow energy that Brett had and you have this very just, you know, powerful bursting energy that Dana has. <laughs> and when you combine the two, it just it it works it just works mm-hmm. you know yeah, and I, I, I don't know I just needed to point that out like thank you that's fun. crazy um <laughs> and I also thank you I, I also loved what you said about you know you can forgive somebody but still have those feelings of you know anger or you mm-hmm. know betrayal or sadness or something because mm-hmm. you know it seems like that us being and I don't know if it's you know just the geographically where we are or what but that we are not um, allowed to feel our feelings fully you know Mm -hmm. from beginning Mm -hmm. to end you know I mean it's okay you know just cry it out for a few minutes you know okay are you done yet you know can we move on with life you know (laughs) it's almost like it's an inconvenience sometimes Mm -hmm. you know and um Mm -hmm when you know when i was younger and being brought up in the in the in the home that i was brought up with and then you know later on in life i was always taught that you forgive the person once you're done feeling the emotions you're feeling you know that mm. basically i forgive you means i'm not going to be angry at you anymore i'm not going to be sad at you i'm not going to be you know bitter right. with you or or whatever because i've forgiven you right. so it's water under the mm-hmm. bridge we can start all over again mm-hmm. and sometimes yeah that that does happen but sometimes that doesn't happen it's yeah. like you said it's how yeah. deep uh, does that you know those emotions of betrayal or anger or whatever mm-hmm. how deep do they go you know mm-hmm. and um like you said, you, you, you know, you, you have to give yourself time and permission to feel yeah. feelings fully and to hell with how long it takes. Yeah. And if it, and if yeah. it ends up, you know, if it ends up bothering somebody, well, that's their own reality and stuff, you know, you, yeah. you have to, you have to feel it. And, you know, 
me being an empath, there are times where I'm, I'm in my little cave for, you know, a couple of days because I have to yeah. process things. You know, I have to process the feelings and yes. the things around me and what's going on. And uh, mm-hmm. not a lot of people understand that, which is perfectly okay. But I do have, you know, family and friends now that they might not understand what I'm going through, but they do understand that I need that space. Mm-hmm. And that's, mm-hmm. that's just, that's amazing, you know, and um, the Ho'oponopono, just mm-hmm. that, you know, whole forgiveness side of it and everything. Um, but one, one question I did have for you, because I'm, I'm sure some of our listeners, you know, this might be the first time they've heard of Ho'oponopono, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and, and what we've been talking about seems like a little bit more like, I guess you could say like advanced stages of it, like a little bit further on down the path. But what about somebody yeah. who has a really hard time telling themselves, I'm sorry, I forgive you, yeah. or please forgive me, I love yeah. you, you know, how can they start? You know, what, what, would, what would be a good starting point to start the practice of Ho'oponopono? I love that. Ho'oponopono, I think the starting is even just the desire to want to to feel those things for yourself. You know, if, 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 uh, and, and uh, Dr. Joe Vitale, I actually took an advanced Ho'opono course. And so that's probably why I'm, it's more of the advanced thing. <laughs> but stepping into those phrases and those words, maybe even looking up, you know, what are the roots of those words? What is the meaning of that word to you? What is that? What is the the feeling behind those words? And really just start thinking about that. I'm sorry. Um, and what I like to do is pretend that you're going to treat yourself like you would a good friend or a child that you love or somebody that, that you care deeply about. Pretend that you are that person. Because then as you do that, you actually can step into more emotion for yourself. And if, if that's hard, I would say a great practice is, is opening up to a little, a little more self-love, a little more self-compassion. You know, there's certain phrases, and, and uh, for those of you listening, you can write some of these down that I personally use. Um, I often will place my hands on my heart and say, you're doing so good at this human thing. You're doing so good. You're having the full experience, messy and chaotic and crazy and beautiful and joy-filled and so loving and so connective. You're experiencing it all and it's beautiful. And just loving, loving that. And really work at that and commit to that kind of love until you get there. Because for some of you, you may be carrying generational ties of such a lack of self-love that it feels so difficult to even love anything about yourself. And if that's you listening, I invite you with my whole heart to make a list that you keep in your phone or somewhere by your bed where you can see it often and just write simple things about you that you like about you, that you're grateful for. You know, your feet, they're the first things to touch the ground in the morning, the last things to leave. That's something to be grateful for, right? Or maybe it's a compliment somebody gave you years ago that you still remember. Write those things down. If you want to take it even a step further, ask for letters from people that love you. Why do you love me? Tell, would you just write it in a letter real quick for me? What, what you like about me, that my strengths, 
why you love me. And that's stretchy. I did that once. <laughs> and it mm-hmm. stretched 25 people. And I still have the notebook next to my bed. Those words can feed you in that letter for years to come. Mm-hmm. And so stepping into some of those simple practices, you know, that expanding into more self-love, even as simple as receiving compliments. Mm-hmm. When somebody gives you a compliment, thank you, I received that. I literally will gesture, pulling it into my heart. Mm. scooping it up and pulling it in saying to my brain we receive this thank you I received that I love that there's just those simple things that you can do to step into receiving words receiving love more and the more you love yourself the more you can expand your compassion your self-compassion your self-love the more ho'oponopono will become an easier practice And so those are, I think, simple things that you can actually do to implement, to put into practice so that your heart can open up more to, um, please forgive me. I'm sorry. Thank you. I love you. I love that. And uh, um, one other quick question I had for you, though, because I know, you know, Ho'oponopono, it's very powerful medicine, Mm -hmm. very powerful medicine. So... um, would you recommend that if somebody does try that for, for the first time that they do try it with, with, you know, a professional such as yourself to have that safe space in case, you know, because, because I know for me, there are certain things that I wouldn't even know it at the time, but, you know, something will be said or something will be done or thought and that triggers something very deep, you know, very mm-hmm. deep and very, you know, mm-hmm. very kind of deep down inside me and, and, and dark as well. So um and you know I, I i love what what you said you know how to how to begin things but that just that thought just popped in my head of okay yeah. what if someone tries this mm-hmm. at home or something and they end up going really deep really quick would mm-hmm. it do you think it would mm-hmm. be uh better at least to start you know with someone who you know is is qualified to kind of you know pull you out of the foxhole yeah. if, if you need to get right. out you know right <laughs> yes Absolutely. I mean, I always recommend a coach. I still, every month, I'm, I'm at my coach yesterday, actually. I still have a coach that I'm paying because I believe that all of us are on this journey of healing, healing and growing and expansion. And sometimes outside looking in, people um, can see more than we can when we're in it, when we're in our own stuff. So absolutely, I always recommend, um, you know, a coach that you feel drawn to, um, or go, you know, to, a, there's community classes, there's all kinds of beautiful healers out there. Um, but let your heart guide you and follow that. I also do want to mention because of the abuse that I experienced and because I too have experienced those moments of flashbacks and trauma and things coming up, you know, some of the empowering things that I learned that I just, I'll just mention a couple here is I'm the driver. I decide what I decide these things. And when I started to take back my power that the emotions are experiences I'm having and started to train my mind to listen to me and, and it became so powerful. I actually, so the subconscious mind where all these things are held sees in pictures. So if you can feed it pictures of what you want to do with the emotions, that's where the power and healing comes. Mm. So I actually made a shelf in my mind and it's this beautiful jar on the shelf and anytime things come up that I'm not in a space or place that feels safe and I'm not ready to address it I place it in the shelf 
I place it in the jar and I say, I love you. I'll come back to you later. Now is not the time. And I move forward with my day. And if the emotions come up again, it's like, nope, you're going on the shelf. Remember, that's where you're staying until I come back to get you. And it's like a child, you know, that that when you put a child in timeout, sometimes you have to keep putting them back again and again and again so that they know. And so it's the same thing with emotions. The more you can do that lovingly and say, no, I'm driving. It is so empowering. That way you have your time and space when you're ready and you don't feel like your emotions are driving or your experiences from the past drive your whole life. So I thought that would be really valuable to share there too. It definitely was. Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And recognizing that healing, you know, doesn't have to be, we can come back to those things because there's yeah. always layers of healing, right? There's um, always things that we can be working on. Um and recognizing that, putting it in that safe container. And I love what you said about just, you know, having, being, being in the driver's seat, you mm -hmm. know, because, you know, I, I know like sometimes not feeling like you have control or the um, ability to, to have that driver's seat and giving you, you know, your power away, but really recognizing your sovereignty and that you do have that, mm -hmm. the power to choose when and how and and where mm -hmm. um you you do that healing um and that it yeah. can be there when you're ready for it yeah it's one of the most empowering things in my journey because i recognize too that healing it, it this this journey of personal development and growth it's a lifelong journey it's not just one of those things it's like one and done you take a cool mm -hmm. course and you're done for life right. no that's not how this works and so you're gonna want to take breaks like that's the best thing i ever did for myself is mm -hmm. learn to shelf things and say, you know what? Tonight, I just want to have fun. Yeah. I want to be in the present moment. I want to be enjoying my children, the people that I love, these games, this movie, whatever it is, be present and enjoy the moment, laugh, dance, have fun, mm -hmm. and then go back to it in the right time and place. And it doesn't even have to be all the time, you know, every single day do what works for you we go through phases we ebb and mm -hmm. flow there's times where i'm practicing every day working through things there's times where i take a little bit longer where i'm like no you know what this week i'm just gonna be mm -hmm. <laughs> just gonna be and be present and love and just enjoy life for now mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's okay totally acceptable everyone just so you know <laughs> absolutely i know i've gone through those ebbs and flows myself in my life sometimes i'll be so hyper focused on you know wanting to go through that healing process and i'll go through the emotions and i'll do everything and then then i feel like i come out to another a place where i'm like okay i'm feeling this calm right now i feel like i've worked through that yeah mm. now it's time to focus on other things and maybe find a little yeah. bit more balance with that. So it doesn't have to be this all or nothing. It can be like this experience exactly. of when things come up and what feels right. And absolutely, absolutely. I love that. Yeah. That's empowering. Yeah. And I just, I love like, um, I just wanted to say too, you mentioned earlier, and I kind of want to go back to this because I think mm -hmm. it's so important. Um, you know, Sam, I think you touched on it too, just as far as like the forgiveness piece and, you know, the accountability and recognizing that, you know, we can, we get to choose, um, you know, going through the forgiveness process and what, um, what the, the accountability of 
So if we're going through an event or an experience with somebody and we can, we can choose that to forgive them because it's not about them. It's about what is coming up for us in that moment and recognizing that again, you know, going back to that mirror experience, you know, they are just mirroring within us. And so when we can come into this world and experience it like that, we recognize that we don't have anyone else to blame. There's nothing about, you know, what they did to me or what, you know, mm -hmm. what this experience was, but what that person is here to teach. And then, mm -hmm. you know, because of they are the mirror. So we mm -hmm. can be, they, they are our teachers, not our enemies, not our, mm -hmm. you know, adversaries we are here <laughs> to learn and grow and so when we can take that accountability i think we can truly truly step into our own power um mm -hmm. i'm wondering if you can um maybe talk a little bit more about that piece of it mm -hmm. i'd love to i love accountability is probably one of my most favorite topics mm -hmm. because there's a whole spectrum that I'm, I found working with clients and in my own personal life, there's a spectrum of accountability or lack of, you know, one end we have blame and, and those people that just blame, 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 it's everyone else's fault all the time. Mm -hmm. These people, what I recommend here, if you're on this side of things is one, there's something inside of you that needs your own validation, your own acknowledgement of your own pain. That is what these people over here who, who are pointing the finger all the time, blame, right? Um, they, they need, you really are, there's a part of you that's calling for validation and love from yourself. No one else can give it to you. And that's why, that's why anyone listening who's maybe a blamer, that's why you're constantly talking to other people about all the blame of everyone else. Because mm -hmm. you're trying to fill something that will never be filled by anyone else mm -hmm. besides you your own love your own validation of your own painful experiences and so validating yourself and then asking your the, the most important question what's my part what's my part of this experience that um i am accountable for and and let me tell you even to the point like for me and maybe this is a little more advanced in accountability but when I do something unintentionally now, um, it's, it's really important and it hurts someone. It's really important to me to even say sorry to that. Say sorry, I'm sorry for your pain. I know that my actions caused pain for you and I'm sorry. I'm not apologizing for my actions unless it's important that I did. And you know, unless there's something that I did that to purposely hurt them. Um, but for me, like this last three years as I've actually started living my truth and you know I, I left a religion I grew up in and and got divorced and all these things caused a lot of pain to the people around me but to me I'm honoring my heart I'm following my truth and so I'm not apologizing for that I'm apologizing for their pain that they're experiencing meaning I'm offering compassion to their experience and I think that's really valuable. Yeah. So on the other end of the spectrum, though, are people who take over accountability. Now, I was over here a lot. And I was, you know, I grew up in a family where it's like, as the woman, 
you fix everything. It's all my fault. And yes, I have to fix it all. And mm. I was the fixer. And so recognizing now too, even in, in circumstances where people come to me and, and we have conflicts that we need to resolve, I always instantly, my question is, okay, what's my part? So that I'm not over accountable for everyone else's emotions, everyone else's experiences, and I have to fix everything. I choose out of that now. It's like, okay, what's my part that I'm accountable for in, in these circumstances? And getting clear on that. Now, I think it's important, the sooner you can do it, the better in heated situations, because the story changes in our heads. The sooner you can have those conversations, the better. But if it's later, that's okay too. The mind, again, the subconscious mind sees in pictures. So even people that maybe you don't have contact with, you can go through these experiences, be accountable for your part, even just write it down and then have the conversation as if you're imagining them there and there's still a relief. Mm. It's so powerful. It's so, so powerful. What can happen because you're, you're talking to the subconscious mind. It's, it's like if I were to encourage you all to imagine right now you're biting into a lemon your body your you start to salivate right mm -hmm. well our body that's because our mind really believes what we feed it doesn't know the difference between you you actually having a lemon or not and so same thing with these kinds of experiences mm -hmm. that that accountability that healing that can come in relationships can happen right now in this moment mm -hmm. by having that conversation visualizing that conversation and a lot of times i'll do that um even pre a really heated conversation like in my car I'll, I'll get it all out get all the anger out say everything that i need to in the car act like i'm with that person and then the conversation always goes better so um i i'm not sure why that rabbit hole is important but somebody listening i'm sure is going to get Absolutely. something from that but that accountability spectrum you know if you're on the the over accountable just taking accountability for your part. That's really important. If you're on the blame side, uh, validating, acknowledging your own pain, loving yourself, and then asking yourself, what's my part? Mm -hmm. And being willing to take accountability for your part of the situation. Those are all really important and, and powerful accountability tools for, for both sides. Absolutely. So did that answer your question? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I'm wondering also, how might someone incorporate Ho'oponopono in that process? Mm -hmm. So Ho'oponopono, I think is such a, a beautiful process. Sometimes we need prep work, though. Sometimes we need some prep work in in um, the situation before we're willing to even feel those kinds of emotions of I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. And so the prep work I've noticed often has to do with um, validating one's own story, the, you know, your own experience. And so I, that's why I think that prep work is so important. So writing out the story of what happened in your mind, writing out all the emotions, you know, write out the facts. And then I tell people, okay, what's the worst part about that situation? How did you feel in it? And get into the feelings, get into and if you need to, sometimes we don't even have vocabulary for work, for feelings. Mm -hmm. So if you need to, there's a there's a wheel of feeling, uh, feeling words. So go to that, and you can look for those words that really maybe match the the emotions. But give yourself a language for emotions. I think that's really important for the majority of people right now. Mm -hmm. Is they, we need language for what we're feeling because we haven't we weren't taught that as children. Mm -hmm. So. 
um, validating your story, writing down the facts, the feelings, your experience of it, taking that time um, and that accountability is really important because you cannot change or heal what you don't acknowledge, mm-hmm. what you're not accountable for. You cannot and you will not. And so t- to me, that's, it's foundationally vital to your healing, mm-hmm. your part, um, your story, your emotions, and um, being humble enough to recognize too that there's, there's two sides, right? Mm-hmm. Or more if there's more people involved that that person has a story too. And just like you want to be heard, they want to be heard in their story. They want to be validated in their story. And maybe you're not the right one, but just remembering that brings compassion of, man, I, I want to be heard in my story. I want to be loved. And, I, and a lot of times, really, I just want to be validated. And that comes first from me. And then if other people can show up and do that, great. And if they can't, I have to be at peace with that. I have to come to a space of peace with that. Some people in my life are not capable. They don't have the tools right now. And I believe it's possible, but they don't have the tools right now to go there. And I get to be understanding of that and loving in that. And it's okay. It's okay. And recognizing. So, yeah, recognizing. And once that foundation is laid and you feel more open-hearted, and even finding, you know, what's the lesson that you learned? What did you learn about yourself from this experience? What did you learn moving forward about boundaries, maybe, or communicating boundaries better? What are the things that you're going to do better in another, you know, if another situation should come up like this, what do you want to implement differently so you can grow? That's the point of every situation. If you can grow, then these experiences become so valuable. Mm-hmm. These experiences, then, then you're in a space of you can step into some gratitude even mm-hmm. for the experience because it's bringing wisdom into your life. Then from there, right, once your heart's open, then ho'oponopono is just natural. Mm-hmm. Please forgive me. I'm sorry. Thank you. I love you. And we could wholeheartedly allow that and work that into our life with that prep work. So. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love that. And, you know, I think it really helps to when we do come into full acceptance of how others are in the world and recognizing everyone's on their journey and doing the best they can with what they have in that moment, in this moment, you know, and not expecting anything different than what is, then our experiences can be gentler and more loving and accepting and peaceful and 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 that really I think helps with our own healing I agree I agree you know I I when I was 16 years old I actually started praying to see the see the world around me and others as God sees them Mm. and I feel like that that prayer throughout my whole life has transformed Mm. how I see the checker how I see you know the the person at McDonald's how I see the homeless person my eyes are different and when my eyes became different for them it became different for me Mm. and vice versa the more I loved myself the more I accepted myself the more different I even saw them at a higher level you Mm. know and taking it even further I had such a phenomenal experience years ago when I started stepping into that compassion where um, I was listening to the radio and and this uh, news thing came on about a shooter at a school 
and it was it's that's such a sensitive subject but at, I initially was like felt angry just to drop myself at school mm. but I shifted so quickly into compassion hurt people hurt people what must have that that person that individual has what must have they experienced in their life mm. to do that to innocent children and it was a moment that I recognized this work is changing me. It's changing. And I even get emotional. It's changing how I see people and my love for people. And, and it's been beautiful transformation, wholehearted transformation. Mm. You know, and my life is filled with so much more love now. So much more capacity to love even those that, that our whole culture villainized. Because I see differently. And that's the value of, of Ho'oponopono and this work and this healing work that we do is when your life is filled with that kind of love, it is a fulfilling life. Mm-hmm. It is a genuinely fulfilling life. Absolutely. It doesn't mean it's perfect. I, I still right. have human experiences. But man, my life is so much more fulfilling and full of love now than it ever mm-hmm. has been. And, you know, that's that's what we need right now yeah you know um and i'm i'm actually i am the same way you know with uh and and i thought about this before you know with like taliban back in 9 11 and and stuff like that mm. like you know the 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 media and everything are are telling people you know how much we should hate these people mm-hmm. that you know blew up the trade centers and killed all these people and all that and the only thing i could really think of is where did their path go wrong mm-hmm. you know like what 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 was happening in their lives to where you know they thought mm-hmm. this was not only a good idea but the only idea only idea you know and like you said with with the with the shooters and 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 people like that um you know and of course i'm not you know trying to sugarcoat what these people did because right. yes, it, it was a tragedy you know it was it was right. it was bad it was you know but Agreed. like like you said you know what I mean because where me and Stacy live in Colorado we had Columbine right you know, which was you know it was yeah, the first big that. shooting in a school it was, and yeah. um you know the only thing I can think of was you know what happened to these two kids to where they thought this was the only option you know, right. and what, what could have been done differently. And yeah, you, you feel compassion for, mm-hmm. for, you know, those people and for those situations. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's exactly what, you know, this world kind of needs. And it feels like mm-hmm. that's what this world is going to, you mm-hmm. know, it's, it's, it's yeah. a lot less of, like you said, you know, one side where it's just blame, you know, you, you did this mm-hmm. to me, you did this to me, you did this to us, you did this mm-hmm. to my children, you did this to, you know, so therefore right. I'm going to hate you and resent you for the rest of my life. You know, right. that, that never turns out well, never. It takes <laughs> yeah. so much energy. If yeah, we pay it's... attention to mm-hmm. hate somebody at that level takes up so much energy and if you were to work through those things and put that energy towards something else, you will you will see a huge difference in your personal life. Exactly, you know? and yeah, and that's you know kind of what what uh, what you were talking about. What we've been talking about this and this entire uh, conversation here is moving to the light of forgiveness, moving to the the yeah. path of forgiveness. You know, and having compassion and realizing that man, we're all on this rock together. You know, we all, we all, we're we're put here together. We're here together. And, Mm -hmm. 
you know, we need to learn how to, you know, love the other person, how to have compassion mm -hmm. for the other person, how to really just be there for the other person and stop with all these borders and walls and lines yeah. and, all, and all this kind yeah. of stuff. And yeah, let's just, you know, let's start from within so we can work without. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And recognizing that I think that at the root of that is all is the fear, fear of the unknown, mm -hmm. fear of uncertainty, fear of, you know, being, yeah, just what's outside of me, um, yeah. you know, and I think we have to look within and embrace the fear, embrace uncertainty, embrace mm -hmm. difference and celebrate mm -hmm. each other in these ways. And that mm -hmm. will help, I think, connect and truly see each other in the light of love, which we all mm -hmm. are. Right. Mm. <laughs> Soaking that in. <laughs> Just so, give it a so good. Give it a minute. Let that percolate yeah. a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so Dana, I'm wondering, would you lead us through a meditation or a practice mm -hmm. that our listeners can take forward with them in their day? Yes, I would love to. I would love to. Mm. Let's, if you can, go ahead and just take a, a moment and, and just find a comfortable space to sit in. And if you're driving or anything, just keep listening, but tune in to the words and the relaxation for your body. So just take a few moments and I invite you to take a few deep breaths in from your nose, in through your nose and out through your mouth. And I invite you to see a beautiful blue light coming down through the top of your head just washing over your body and your auric field and everything around you washing over you with peace and relaxation you just find that your muscles in your body relax your tongue relaxes your jaw your shoulders the muscles in your back, your hips, your legs, all the way down to your toes, deep relaxation. And I invite you just to tune into maybe something you've been holding on to something you've experienced, something that maybe you're holding against yourself. It could be a situation with another person. It could be your feelings about you and your body. It could be your feelings about you and money. I want you just to take a few moments and recognize one of those things that you're holding on to 
emotions about. And just take a moment and place your hands on your heart. And just validate your experience so far, your experience of that moment, that time you were thinking of, or your experience with money, or your experience with your body. And just offer love to yourself. You might say words in your head like, I know that was hard. I know that wasn't a very fun experience and it brought up a lot of emotions. I know that was a painful experience. Just offer yourself validating words, recognizing your experience. Recognizing that you're not those emotions and thoughts. They're just experiences you're having teaching you about things you value and your boundaries and things that you want. And as you validate, I invite you just to see a beautiful pink light of love coming from your hands into your heart and moving throughout your whole being, all the way up to the top of your head, out your arms, to the tips of your toes, filling you up with self-love and validation from self, like you would a good friend. Just see now as that beautiful pink light completely surrounds you, filling up your arc field, the energy field that's around you, transforming any old energies into love. And just notice as you take a deep breath in, you feel a little bit lighter or a lot lighter if you want. Now we're going to think of this situation, this person or this this idea, this experience that you had. You're gonna repeat these words with as much emotion as you can. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I'm gonna do this again. Allowing that emotion to settle into the words, I'm sorry. Sorry for my part, my energy that I brought, my judgment, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Please forgive me for my misconceptions, my misperceptions of this experience. Just see as your heart softens just a little bit more. Thank you. Thank you for the wisdom that this experience brought me. 
or is bringing me now. I love you. Just see as that bright pink energy as you say I love you grows brighter, surrounding you and filling you up with that love. As your heart opens more and more to love, love for yourself and these human experiences. And one more time we'll go through. If you see this experience and feel this emotion, I'm sorry. Sorry for my part. Please forgive me. Forgive me for my misperception. Thank you. Thank you for the wisdom I now receive from this experience. I love you. Take one more deep breath in and experience that love as it expands out beyond you. Fills the space that you're in up. Expands out even further out to the state that you're in. At the place that you live, the country, and then the world. See the whole earth as it's filled with this love that's coming through you. Spreading to every individual that will receive it. And knowing we're all connected. Offer gratitude to yourself for sharing and spreading love today to the world. You're powerful. You're a powerful creator. To see that experience as an now it, it experiences more healing, more progression that's perfect for you today. Offer gratitude to self for choosing into this experience today. And gratitude and love to the universe for providing this unconditional love and healing. Mm, beautiful. Offer a few more validating words to yourself. I love you. You're doing so good at this human thing. I'm so proud of you. You've come so far. You're beautiful. You're strong. Say, I'm strong. I'm capable. I'm powerful. I'm more than enough. I'm delicious. I'm yummy. I'm filled with gratitude for this being that I am here, this character that I'm showing up as. Just soak that in as much as you can. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And know that you can take this with you. Knowing that this energy, this healing is here now, this energy you take with you, you come back into the present moment, back into the space that you're in, filled with this love, as much as you'll receive. Take one more deep breath in of gratitude. 
And when you're ready, you can open your eyes. Mm. It's going to be a good day. Mm, it's going to mm. be a beautiful day. <laughs> mm, thank you. Thank you yes. so much for that. <laughs> that was absolutely beautiful. You just feel mm. the, the lightness the and just being able to spread that to the world is just such a beautiful gift to all of us being able to hold that space and, and recognize really the power within that when we all you know we can really tap into that energy and mm. and spread that love in that way because mm. it used to shine light on the planet on on you know all of everything in the world and continue to lift the vibration of the planet um beautiful thank mm. you that mm. Dana, tell our listeners about where they can find you and what you're currently working on. Yeah, you can find me and my team uh, of co-founders at innerworldmovement.com. And that's the place to find us. You can find our coaching on there. We actually, this fall, will be launching our very first group coaching program that I'm so excited about. So we'll be accepting 12 students into that program over the next uh, coming month. And that program is all about, it's called Reclaim You. Reclaim your own universe. Mm. It's coming back to center with you. Making decisions in your life based on your heart's desire. Mm. And I think all too often we can get caught up in all the other voices around us telling us how we should live and what it should look like and what's best for us. Mm. And so... Um, I've had my own journey with that and I'm ready to share now, ready to share and to teach people the tools and what it takes to really let go of those cultural, generational, um, all of this, this stuff that tells us that we have to give our power to somebody else. Mm. And so um, I'm really excited and looking forward to that first, that first group coaching. Um, I also do have a couple of uh, availabilities for one-on-one um, -on -one sessions. So if anyone is interested I'd be happy to meet for a consultation and uh, getting to know you. And um, then we go from there. Mm -hmm. And that's what that looks like right now. We will have more things coming in the future, but for now uh, we're just starting and this is where we're at. Mm. Beautiful. Well, thank you. And thank you so yes. much for being here with us today, Dana. Yeah. Thank you so mm. much, Sam and Stacey. Thank you for the space that you hold for all of us for what you're doing to bring light and love into the world. Mm -hmm. You know, as they tune into your podcast, they can feel the footprint that it's mm -hmm. creating and the ripple effect. It's beyond, beyond what you both can see. Thank you for all your energy that you're putting towards, you know, sharing and spreading this light. It's an honor to be, be doing it with you on this journey. So thank mm -hmm. you. Thank you. Uh, thank you thanks. so much for those kind words and for the conversation. And yeah, it's a honor, uh, sharing this space with you today as well so thank you so much for that thank you absolutely and thank you so much for listening to our show stay tuned for more episodes being released on mondays at 5 55 a.m mountain standard time and if you've enjoyed listening to our show, we would absolutely love a five-star written review on iTunes. And of course, please share the love by sharing it with your friends. And if you want to support the work that we're doing, please consider making a donation to our show by visiting our Patreon website at patreon.com forward slash be the love podcast. And until next time, love yourself, love each other and love the world. We love you guys.
We love you guys. Thank you. Take care and we'll love talk you. to you later. Bye. <laughs> we at Be The Love Podcast are honored to be supporting the Komodi Foundation, which is a nonprofit organization in Uganda that is working to build a school that will promote and support healthcare, education, skills development, feeding the hungry, human rights, and environmental defenders. Their goal is to work with young mothers, single mothers, street children, and vulnerable families who lack nurture as they guide them to become productive individuals, which will lead to a productive generation. Please see our show notes on how to become a donor, mentor, volunteer, or sponsor. Thank you, Heather Lynn, for providing us with your beautiful song to accompany our show, Be the Love. If you would like to learn more about Heather Lynn and her music, please visit her website at heatherlynnmusic.com. And thank you, Chrissy Grace at Leading Edge Productions for the beautiful design and graphics. And thank you for tuning in. And until next time, we are souls on the journey. And thank you for hopping on the Ascension bus with us. And remember, there is always a seat for you.